Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now, new plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now, 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is time for the Garden Wise Show on Legends 810. Yes, sir, Bob, it's the Garden Wise Guys. We're sitting here be- behind the mics taking your garden questions, and let me get the number out there right away because uh, it's that time of year, don't you know? 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. I'm Jim Borland, one of the Wise Guys, and the other one sitting right next to me is Keith Funk. Good morning, Keith. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> and it's a wonderful morning this, this morning. It's almost kind of warmish. It's, it's kind of warmish. Kind of warmish. And I was going to say it's a blue sky, but it's not quite. Almost. It's getting there. It's getting there. And um, if you're out in the garden already, why aren't you? Because the sun's been up for. Well, they're listening to <clears> us. <throat> sun's been up for, let me look at my, almost two hours. Yeah. Jeepers, creepers. I couldn't believe how high in the sky it was this morning <laughs> when I was coming to the station. And it's going to keep getting higher until. Uh, um, a month from now. Um, almost exactly a month, since yeah. today is the 22th mm-hmm. of May. And then we start going to, towards winter. Yeah, then we start going <laughs> downhill. <laughs> so enjoy the ramp up. Yeah. <laughs> the curious thing is, even though the days start getting shorter after, what, June 21st or 22nd, um, the temperatures keep rising. They do. There's a lag period in there, don't you know? When we keep getting, no, I guess we keep getting further away from the sun at that point. Well, it takes us till December to get back down to 12 hour. Is it a 12 <clears> 12? <throat> no, it's not then. When is, when do we go to a 12 12? Daylight. Well, 12 12 is, is June. Summer solstice. It's more, it? it's more than 12 <laughs> hours then. It's already more no, than 12 true. hours. That's right. It, it's a whole bunch of hours now. We're up to. I could I could tell you that if I can do my math right. Well, the sun comes up at five thirty nine and goes down at eight fourteen. That's uh, that's, uh, that's, that's like thirteen seven. some hours. Carry the seven. Yeah, yeah. Which means things are growing like crazy. In my <clears> they are, they are. It's it's yet another strange spring. My impression is that some things are still way before hind, way before hind. I like that. <laughs> I like I'll that. I'll have to write that one down. Uh-huh. And other things um, <clears throat> seem to be normal. Whatever that is. Uh, we had a posting on Facebook from our iris grower, iris for you is that uh-huh. the name of the company? Yep, Bob. And he said, uh, <clears throat> you can come out anytime you want, but there's nothing blooming yet. We're about two weeks behind. Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks, iris. yeah. That's what he said. I had My first one I noticed opened <clears throat> up. Uh, the tall beard is now my little yeah. dwarf ones have been blooming for a couple of weeks now. But yeah. The tall bearded, the first one opened up yesterday, I think, in my yard. We've had some up uh, blooming. I don't know. It tall blue. I don't know if it's the word. No, I guess it is. It's got to be a a selection of some sort. Because we also have the 
old, old, old blue one. The, the, the one the that really Kool-Aid? tastes like grapes. Yes. 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 <laughs> I need to get a piece of that from you, by the way. Uh, I, well, I, I should back off and say, I think we have it. Oh, okay. But I'll have to ask. My wife is the keeper of viruses. All right. So I'll have to ask her if we, if we still have that one around somewhere. Um, you know what's weird about iris for me? As I had some planted in a particular location I thought was going to be perfect for them, mm-hmm. sun and so forth, and they just, they pouted all summer last year, and I thought, oh, that's not going to be a good place. This year, they're spectacular in that same place. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know either. <clears throat> just looking at my neighbor's yard, and who's, who's moving, so we're over there raping and pillaging her, what's <laughs> left in her yard, which isn't much, much to begin with, but anyway... Um, uh, she noted a couple of patches of irises that really have never bloomed very well and looked down and think, and they were planted too deep. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that'll do it. The, the new ones coming up are you know, on the outside edges, and they're bringing themselves back up to where they should be. Mm-hmm. But uh, people, a lot of people have the, the, uh, have the impression that uh, you should cover that rhizome completely underground, and that's wrong, wrong, wrong. You want that rhizome showing at the surface of the soil. Absolutely, because that's where they—that's where they naturally like to grow. So, and and you know why you cut <clears throat> when you when you dig iris and you transplant them and you cut the fans back to about six or eight inches tall. Mm-hmm. You do that number one to help reduce the total leaf burden that's on the reduced root system. Mm-hmm. But also to keep them from catching the wind because you plant them so shallow. Well, that's true. You don't, you don't want those big fans of leaves catching the wind and pulling them out of the ground or toppling them that's over. That's right. Guess what else we saw over in her numerous patches of irises? What? A clump of calla lily. No. <laughs> yes. What? Right up again the south side of her house. Oh, that makes <clears> sense. <throat> okay. And it never gets enough water back in there. <clears throat> Which is another reason her irises aren't blooming that well. But uh, yeah, and but I, I looked at that and said, "Really?" And she said, "Yeah, those calla calla lilies." Which so one? We're, yeah. we're gonna, I have no idea. We're, we're going to take a clump of that too. All right. <clears throat> and then, because we have a south side of our house, you do. <laughs> that doesn't get any water. <laughs> well, you've got a passion vine growing there, right? I do, and uh, a hardy jasmine. The hardy yellow, hardy the yellow jasmine. One? Yep, and. Sometimes it feels like blooming. This Sometimes year, this year it didn't. No, lots of green leaves, but no blooms that I've seen so far. And also a a dwarf pomegranate. Oh, is that still going? Too soon to tell yet this year, <laughs> but it's been there over ten years. Yeah. Uh, last year it did not die to the ground, and it got more growth on it than I ever have. This year it died to the ground, so we have to wait and see what comes up. And then you have a. Cesalpinia over there somewhere? Uh, yes, a clump of, uh, what are we calling that? Bird of paradise bush? Yeah, desert bird of paradise bush shrub thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it died most of the ground this year, but it's got sprouts coming up, so okay. it'll come up and bloom. That's the only place we have in our yard. That, oh, 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 more importantly, uh, since that's the warmest place in the yard, I decided that I'm going to plant one of my last year. I think I planted seven. Desert willows. Oh. And this you planted one them back. again. This one came back. Well, good for <clears> you. <throat> it's in the wrong place. I know that. It, I, if, if it ever comes up and does its thing, it's, it'll be way out of proportion. But it's the only place in my yard I can keep them alive for over, over a year, over a winter. 
All the other seven are dead. Good Lord. Yep. Don't know why. All right. I don't know why. Well, let's go out to the phones. We've got JT <laughs> waiting to talk to us out in Centennial. Let's see here. Uh, line one. Good morning, JT. Good morning, gentlemen. What's I'm going sure on? I've been listening to your show for 100 years. Uh-huh. <clears throat> And when you talk about Japanese beetles, you mention a product that will kill the grubs. Yeah. Now, when I went into the store recently, I saw at least five different labels of grub something. Mm-hmm. I want to know which ones you like best and who, who makes it. Well, there's, there's a couple of ways to go. Yeah. Uh, there's the organic way, or yeah. n- organic or natural, whatever you want to call it. And then there is the synthetic way to go. Um, if you want to go organic, then you want, want the only one I know of that is really effective here is one called Grub Gone, made by Phylum Bioproducts. And it's P H Y L L O M, Phylum Bioproducts, makes this Grub Gone <laughs> material. Okay. Not Grub Be Gone, but Grub Gone. Yeah, gotcha. And then if you want to go the synthetic route, which is typically faster, uh, especially if you have a rescue situation, you might want to look at um, Bayer and Fertilome. Those are, those are two that come to mind, um, two brands that come to mind. Uh, High Yield also has a grub product. Yeah. All three of those use pretty much the same ingredients. Um, you want to make sure that there is, it is labeled for grubs because you want a product that actually penetrates the surface of the ground or the lawn and goes down into the soil profile where the grubs are. Absolutely. Not all lawn insect granules do that. Some of them are designed to stay up at the surface if you're going after things like sod webworm and, and other critters. Uh, I'm going for beetles. Yeah, so make sure it does show that, that there, it is for grubs. Okay. On the label. Now, you said Bayer or home? Fertilome. Okay. And high yield. And the names of them? Or grub something. Yeah, grub something. <laughs> and they all, have pic- they all have pictures on the, <coughs> on the, on the label. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, <coughs> as, as I say, I went in there and I saw more things that said grub. They range like from twenty dollars a bag to sixty dollars a bag. And oh, gr- and grub grub gone will be more like eighty dollars a bag. Uh, but it's organic. Yeah. Well, uh, what I want to do is kill the beetles. I'm not that concerned about organic or non-organic or, or you know. Just there you go. So this is the this is a great time to put down uh, a grub killer because the last year's crop is starting to sur- coming toward the surface exactly. to become adult beetles that will fly and damage things in June and July. And then the next time that uh-huh. you'd want to put something down would be in August or September uh-huh. to kill off the this year's crop that's going to be, you know, the eggs will be laid um, after the the adult beetles party and have a good time and then they lay eggs and those turn into little grubs and those are very easy to kill in august and september okay what's the product for that same ones same ones yeah Alrighty. and how often do you apply this stuff um late late spring so may would be a great time and then again in either august or september okay 
Now, Very once good. once you feel like you've got them under control, the only time you need to put down a grub control would be in late summer. Yeah. And thinking that you've got them under control after you've killed thousands of them. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I I look at probably both uh, both times of the year, just in case you miss any in the I fall. We'll do that. Okay. All righty. Thanks very much. Appreciate your show. <clears throat> you bet, JT. Thanks for calling. Yep. Bye. Are we going to have Japanese peoples again this year? I don't know. We oh, the, the jury's out. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? I, I kind of think we can't get away with it. I don't think uh, that we're ever <clears throat> going to get away from it now. We've got to teach our birds to eat the bugs. Yeah, I keep hearing that uh, if, <clears throat> if you can teach the birds to eat them. But none of my birds have learned yet. And I can't figure out how to teach them. I don't speak bird. <clears throat> Maybe capture a bunch of the birds, put them in a cage, and then feed them nothing but beetles. Mm-hmm. So they learn that they like the taste. Yeah, right. No, usually <laughs> what happens in that situation is they'll never touch them again. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. No. Well, I guess that's how they do the goats that eat the leafy spurge. Oh. You give them nothing but that to eat. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. And they develop a taste for it or something, and uh, that's, that's the story I've been given. Because they, don't, they wouldn't naturally go after it, I don't think. Well, if there's anything else besides that, I would go for the other stuff. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm starting to see that stuff blooming. Yes. It Nasty. was a popular. It was. I don't think it, anybody sells it anymore. People sold it. Leafy spurge. Oh, I'm not sorry. A lot of leafy spurge. I'm thinking of the. <clears throat> You're thinking the, the, the Myrcinites. Yes. The myrtle leaf spurge. Yes. Yeah. People did. So. I'm, I'm <clears throat> not, yeah. You're right. They did. Yeah. And then it escaped. I, I think you're not allowed to sell it anymore. I don't think you are. <coughs> like lithrum and Russian olives and a number of different things you can't sell anymore. Yes, here. and that varies throughout the country. True. Depending on what state you're in. True. There's a bunch of stuff back east they don't sell anymore. Things like calorie pear. Mm-hmm. Things we everybody calls Bradford pear, but isn't. Or um, um, English ivy, I think, is, is banned uh, I, in some states. Yeah, probably. Um, but Leah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, is a problem. And even, even brooms in some <clears throat> places. Yep, yep. So it depends on the state and whether they've determined it's an invasive species or not. Because a plant can act like an in invasive species in one state and not in another. And not in another. Because the environmental conditions oh. are different enough. Uh, Norway maple Yeah, <clears throat> is another one that's been outlawed in several states. Can't mm -hmm. grow it anymore. Why? Because it escapes and uh, overpowers the native uh, flora. Mm-hmm. And even though it's you know it's a nice tree, but I would rather have the native floor than 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 uh, the Norway maple out there in the wild. There I, you go. I don't want that. Well, you know, I I see Norway maple <coughs> seedlings volunteering here. Oh yeah, yeah, all right. over the place. All over the yep. place. Not as bad as elm or ash. Siberian elm. I don't think you can sell that either anymore. No, you're probably right. There's, there's no need to. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait, and you'll have it. Because <clears throat> your neighbors will be selling or yeah. uh, growing it, and it'll come up next to your foundation if you're looking for seedlings. <laughs> That's the best place <laughs> to look. That's always where it comes up. <clears throat> and people are reluctant to take it out after it starts growing. They say, it's a tree. Yeah. You don't want anything coming up of that size next to your foundation. No, you Thank don't. Thank you very much. All right. Let's, uh, let's see. What time do we have here? Yeah, let's go out and talk to Nancy. 
Uh, Sean, let's go out to line two and say good morning to Nancy in Denver. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. <clears throat> What's going on? Um, li- my lilac tree. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than a bush as far as I'm concerned. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's been here the 38 years I've lived here. Okay. But I have all this green green stuff growing up from the bottom, all okay. around the bottom and, you know, winding its way up the, the tree. Do I oh. need to cut that out? It's a vine? Or is it more li- is it lilac suckers? It's lilac suckers is what okay. it looks like. Yeah. No, that's what, the, that's what the shrub normally does to replace those older, thicker canes that eventually die out. They get weak and they stop blooming very well and they die out. And those suckers that are coming up from the base is what the plant is using to replace those in the f- for the future. So I leave them? I would. Oh, Unless okay. you don't like the looks of it. Well, no, I just thought, you know, somebody had told me, oh, you need to cut all that, that green stuff out of there. And <laughs> I thought, well, okay, fine. <laughs> no, no, you actually do not. Okay. I'll just leave it be. It, yeah. it, is the plant too big for you now, or do you like it the size that it is? Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's, oh, my gosh, it's probably, well, the fence is six foot, and it's another five foot above the fence. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's. More than to me, it's a, a tree. It's not a bush. Yeah. But. Well, what if if it's if it's too large for you? If you don't like the looks of it that size, um, during the winter you can go in there with a saw and cut those really tall stems, those big thick old stems that have lots of bark on them. Cut uh-huh. those cut those to the ground. Oh, okay. And let that younger stuff that you're talking about that's coming up from the base let that take over. It's going to bloom better if you do that too. Yeah, because I only have blooms clear up on the top where I can't reach mm-hmm. them. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. <clears throat> but I, I would do it during the winter. It's easier to get in there and, and see what you're doing when the leaves okay. are gone. Okay. That's always fun to do in the winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got some lilac wood to burn in your fireplace. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> or build a shed out of. And the price of wood these days, you might be able to sell it. <laughs> yeah, really. You might be able to put it on the, on the driveway and sell it. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. That answered my question. Okay, Nancy. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, you much. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. And about this time of the morning, we have to take our first break. So we're going to do that right now and come back here on Legends 810. Time for Ask the Bonide Guy with answers to what's bugging you. Let's go to Dave on line one. Oh, hey, so I'm really big into next-generation technology. Uh I've got a next-gen TV. I've got a next-gen lawnmower. Cool. Yeah, so now I've got next-gen weeds popping up in my garden. Uh, What do you recommend? Hmm, how about something next-gen? Oh, really? I'm all ears. Bonide Cleanup HE is the next-gen way to kill unwanted weeds, grasses, and brush in hours with just one application. Whoa, okay. So what's with the HE? Oh, it's a new high-efficiency formula, kind of like the laundry detergent. With Cleanup HE, one gallon treats up to 1,000 square feet. That's like three times more than what you're using now. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, yeah, and Cleanup HE is great for outdoor patios, walkways, driveways, and round flower beds and gardens. Just spray and watch those weeds disappear. Now that's smart technology. Thanks, Bonide guy. Get next-gen weed control with new Cleanup HE from Bonide. Trusted since 1926. Visit your local hardware store or garden center today or learn more online at Bonide.com. Happy May from Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden on West Bowles Avenue. You will find trees and shrubs, annuals, perennials, herbs, veggies, hanging baskets, and lots of garden decor at Jared's. 
Of course, you will need to keep an eye on what Mother Nature is doing and be prepared to either cover or bring tender plant material inside if we have some cold nights. In addition to plants, Jared's has a great gift shop with unique items. Shouldn't be hard to find something that will make anyone on your gift list smile. Koi fish and water plants have also arrived. Most of their trees and shrubs are now in stock, and this is a great time to add trees and shrubs to your landscape. Their knowledgeable staff will assist you in selecting the right plants for your conditions. Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden is located at 10500 West Bulls Avenue, between Kipling and Sims. Spring hours are 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and 9 to 5 on weekends. They hope to see you soon. Now that the weather is starting to warm up, you'll want to protect your ornamental and vegetable garden from various beetles, weevils, and borers, including Japanese beetles. And what better way to prevent these pests from destroying your garden than by controlling them when they're larvae? GrubGone is an easy-to-apply granule product that can be spread on your turf to successfully control grub invaders. Developed by Phylum Bioproducts from a naturally occurring bacteria, GrubGone is a non-chemical BT product that specifically targets only certain scarab pests. And it is safe to use around bees and other beneficial insects. And it's a non-chemical choice for areas frequented by kids or pets. Yes, and if you already have beetles flying around your yard, Beetle Gone is an organic water dispersal powder that can be sprayed directly on your edible plants. And did I mention, it is certified for organic gardening. Find out more at phylumbioproducts.com. Phylum Bioproducts. Target the pest, not the rest. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home, Saturday morning at 9.30. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix It Show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix It Show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. We are back here on Legends 810. That is the Garden Wise Guys taking your garden questions. And by the way, we have open lines right now. And it's the opportunity for you to fill them up. And here is the number, 303-477-2473. And guess what? Hello. You can also listen to us on our FM station. It's simulcast as we speak on the FM station, which is 95.3. I got that right, didn't I? 95.3? Mm, yeah. Okay. And then you can listen. If you miss the show altogether sometime in the future, obviously if you're missing the show right now, you're not going to hear this. But <laughs> on Sunday, <laughs> on Sunday, uh, the show is rebroadcast at 6 p.m. on both stations again. That's what rebroadcasting means. Again. Yes. And I have, I have the wrong numbers done. It's 6 to 8. Six to eight. Uh huh. Okay, and that's on Sunday. Mm hmm. And and if that's not enough, hello. We have our podcast. I see that and running and working. It's working on Facebook. I see. Yeah, you can get the you can get the link from our (laughs) Facebook page, or you can just go to podbean.com. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet. I I was going to do that yesterday. I forgot. It's p o d bean podbean dot com. That's b e a n, not b e e n. That's true. Right. (laughs) 
There, there are more than one bean out there, you know. I guess so. I, I bean there, you know. You remember bean that there, one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes, you can you can listen to it that way too on your mobile device or your computer or maybe even your refrigerator. I don't know. Entirely possible, I suppose. And, and these days, I think in your in your new um, mattress. Oh. You remember the mattresses? They still do. They, you know, they got the Sealy mattress and a bunch of other names that have been around like forever. Mm-hmm. And now we have mattresses called Purple. Yes. And and another one on TV, and I've already forgotten what the name of it was. And it has a a name that's unrelated to anything you ever heard of before. And you wonder why would I get that? Yeah. Well, see, it made you wonder, and you've remembered, so it worked. <laughs> Like, I guess you're right there. <laughs> there are a lot of things that are on TV that I And wish when you I'd and I can seen. remember something for more than a day or two, <laughs> that's saying something yeah. right there. Uh, athlete's Choice, that's another one. <coughs> really? Athlete's Choice? Yeah, for what? a mattress. Oh. Yeah, if you're an athlete. Well, I don't need you it You then. need a special mattress. I don't need it then. <laughs> I, I don't either. <laughs> I've never been an athlete. <laughs> Nor do I do. Nor, nor do I want to become one. <coughs> yeah, I'm not. That's not going to happen in my <coughs> lifetime. All right. Uh, speaking of happening, <coughs> pardon me. Speaking of happening, we've got Drew on the line out in Centennial. Good morning, Drew. Good morning, gentlemen. How's everybody? Just Ducky. How yeah. are you? <laughs> ducky? Is yeah. that peachy Ducky or just yeah, Ducky? Peachy Ducky, living the dream. Whatever you want. <coughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, my question this morning is I've got a section on the south side of my backyard that I want to take out about 10 feet from the fence or 15 feet from the fence and about 20 feet down, and presently has got grass in it. Yeah. And then I want to replace that with lilacs, blue, Colorado blue spruce, buffalo junipers, whatever, to be somewhat, um, you know, xeriscaping. Best que- or the question is, how do I get rid of the grass without it coming up after I'm done? I tell you what I would do. I would okay. spray that area with Roundup. Gotcha. That's right, what was my right question. Now. Yep. And then sit around and wait for week, week and a half, and you'll see mm-hmm. it's starting to turn yellow. At that point, you go ahead and dig it up if you want to. Okay. Or you can wait until uh, it goes completely brown. And you can turn yeah, it. Rotor- you can you can till it under. You don't yeah. have to strip it off. Okay. Good. That was the other question. And the, the fact that I used Roundup is not going to hurt the plants that I put in later on. No. No. There's no soil residue. Excellent. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, if you got nothing better to do, I want you to come over and help. Well, uh, right after you come over to my yard, and, uh, and I'll find something for you to do. I, I can think of anything better to do. <laughs> Unnecessary root like canal work. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, gentlemen. All right. Thank you for calling this morning, Drew. You bet. And I haven't sorted my socks yet this, this week, so. I got that to do today. Have you washed them yet? <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. already gave the sunrise and sunset today. Uh, record high temperature for today's date is 93 degrees. That happened in 2012. Whoa. Wow. Record low, standby, 30 degrees in 2019. So record high and record low only uh, do the ma- seven days, seven years apart. You never know what's going to happen. 
But I did look at seven-day forecast, and I don't see anything even approaching freezing. So we can we can shoot the starting gun. And well, say, plant it, plant it now. I, I was thinking on the way in. Uh, I will stand up <clears throat> right now and and be your scapegoat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You can blame me should should we have a turn in the weather that the weather forecast yeah. did not predict, did not see coming. Which can happen. Oh, yeah. In, like within 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, oh, surprise, people. Yeah, surprise. Oh, a, a, yeah. a hole opened up in the and middle of Wyoming and a bunch of cold air came out. That's right. They'll have an excuse. They'll have a reason. But they won't, they won't, uh, they won't take blame. No. But I'm. I'm no. I'm, hey, getting my, I'm getting uh, my peppers and tomatoes this weekend. We're talking about uh, a shortage of water going yeah. down the Colorado River right really? now. Yeah. The, well, uh, that doesn't affect us much, does it? Mm, Colorado River? We do steal some of their water. Do we? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if that's going to be an effect. Anyway, the states, some states are going to be going into drought preparation. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> the, the big giant reservoirs on this Colorado River out in, where would that be? That would be Arizona, I guess. Um, down to lowest level ever for this time of year. Well, they need to be more careful with their water. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've our got ours. <laughs> yes. Yeah, snow water equivalent throughout <laughs> our state is like 72%. So we're 25% down. However, <clears throat> where, we li- been wet. where we live and enjoy gardening, the South Platte River Basin, and that's like the whole northeastern part of the state, is at 121%. Cool. And where are we at with rainfall for this year? Um, we are almost up to the level that we were throughout the entirety of last year, already this year. Already this yeah, year. It's so. like eight-something inches. Wow. Yep. And figuring that we normally get normally, that's a, that's a strange <laughs> word for you to use around here, but uh, 12 to 14 inches total yep. in a year and we've got eight already we've got eight already eight and uh, some some percentage yeah so <clears throat> that's why everything looks so, so good. yeah that's right so enjoy i mean why you can't the turf out there i mean have you looked around the green is so bright it almost hurts your eyes i know it's great i know hey did i tell you i don't remember i covered this a week or two ago hmm. that the physicists have finally figured out that the who physicists <laughs> Don't ask me to spell that. They have finally f- determined that, yes, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Really? Yes. How's that? They finally figured out. That some kind <coughs> of effect, right? <laughs> they finally figured out that when you're looking over the fence, you're looking at the grass at a angle. Uh-huh. As opposed to out in your yard where you typically walk out and look straight down. Yeah. You look straight down, and oftentimes your grass looks terrible. But if you go back and sit in the chair and look out, it looks really green. Cool. Let's call that, let's name it. Let's call it the dingleberry effect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Whatever. You want to get that trademarked? Let's do it. Yeah. You know, you'll Say it two more times, it'll be in the dictionary <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> you know a guy that can do that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So yeah, that was announced in uh, newspaper somewhere that uh, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. That's pretty cool. It does make sense looking at it from the side yeah, versus looking directly down. Of course, it works in our yard. Although our, right now our grass is pretty green everywhere, but yeah, uh, that'll change. That's true. And by the way, if you've got uh, if you've got shrubs and perennials in your yard that haven't shown any signs of life yet, 
now you can start to worry. Yes, now you can take <clears throat> your fingernail or take a knife out there and start scraping bark. And start from the top and go on down until you find green. If you're down at soil level and you don't see any green, <clears throat> it's dead. Yeah, more than likely. Now, some plants <clears throat> do have the capability of coming up from below ground. Mm-hmm. And it, like uh, butterfly bush is a really good example of that. If you have a butterfly bush that shows no signs of green, I'd still wait. The, you never know what's going to come up from yeah. the roots. And there are other plants that you can attribute that same characteristic to, but not very many. That's true, but if you do have those dead stems above ground, you can take those dead right through the ground. That will have no effect on, on the survivability of whatever might be still alive underneath. Yeah, but then you might forget it's there. That's also true. And Rows of Sharon? That, still that, not green. Still not green. No. That's about the last thing to leaf out. And, no. and then the perennial hibiscus with those gigantic, ginormous flowers. Yes. Um, that, I haven't seen that emerge from my no. yard yet either. No. So those are a couple things you don't that, need to worry about. Those are smart plants. They are smart. Yeah. And it's especially considering that <coughs> almost everything seems to be about two weeks later this year than in previous years. Mm-hmm. The grounds has been cold. <clears throat> Certainly my vegetable garden, things are, I mean, they're doing fine, but not where they should be, I think, at this time. Well, of you year. said you're harvesting now. I am, uh, you know, things like spinach, which I could have planted, should have planted, like last fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be even further ahead right now. And, of course, lettuce is up, and I should be harvesting uh, radishes here also pretty soon. Well, that's cool. And, and the garlic. God, I've never grown garlic as great as this. Is that right? Oh, man. They love that moisture. I bet. Jeepers. Well, I'm growing potatoes in pots this year. All right. We'll see what happens. And they're up. <clears throat> they, I chitted them. <laughs> Can you say it on the air? Yeah, I think you say okay. chit. C-H-I-T. Okay. It's it, basically what that means. And this is, <clears throat> this is an old, old term. It is. Uh, where you just take the potato and sit it on a windowsill in your house until it has sprouts on it. And then you plant them. That's called chitting. Now, do you suppose all the f- potato farmers in, in actually San Luis Valley and up in Idaho do that? Well, they'd have to have a big house. The, there's to have that a, many th- windows. There aren't enough window sills <laughs> 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 to put up, you know, 100 acres worth of taters. No kidding. <laughs> I, I seriously doubt that they chit them. <laughs> oh, although, dear, although dear. I, you know, if you leave a potato in the pantry long enough, it's it w- going to sprout anyway. <laughs> It'll chit all by itself. <laughs> all by itself. <laughs> Oh, man. It'll chit all over itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Dorothy on the line uh, that we need to go talk to about uh, chokeberries. Good morning, Dorothy. Hi. We have two choke cherry trees, which uh, appear to have frozen early on the buds, uh-huh. and they are still bare. Will they still re- rebud and put put leaves out there's every possibility of that are the branches still flexible or are they brittle yes they are okay if they're still flexible that's a really good sign and uh and it's just going to be delayed uh most trees i i I imagine all trees and shrubs really have multiple sets of buds uh that you know if the first batch gets damaged then you've got a second batch and even a third batch and probably even a fourth batch in there but oh. each one is going to take a little longer 
to to reactivate. Let's put it that way. That's awesome. I don't think and it's good. A- I don't think it's going to bloom though. Probably not. No. Oh, uh, we did get <clears throat> blooms uh, on the on the other branches, but these branches are on the side of the tree that were damaged by another tree falling from our neighbors. Oh, house. well, what? How, how were they damaged? Um, the. Um, Near the heaviest part of the trunk, mm-hmm. a branch was broken off. Okay. And I've then these these branches have come out since then. That was several years ago. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, if, the branches, if the branches are still flexible, or if you okay. can take your fingernail and scratch the bark a little bit mm-hmm. and see green underneath, then they, there's every possibility that they will leaf out. Oh. But it has to do it this summer. Okay. If they if don't does, leaf if out, that yeah. If it okay. doesn't happen this summer, then those branches are not going to leaf out next year. Okay. And what is the life expectancy of a choke cherry um, here in Denver? I've seen some pretty big ones if they're well taken okay. care of and kept watered. Um, uh huh. Trying to think how these are about seventeen years old. Oh, I think you can get at least another seventeen years out of it. Oh, good. Okay. Maybe even seventeen and a half. Yeah. Uh, if you're lucky. Well, you what you may <laughs> see, if if the original <coughs> trunk tree starts declining, and you'll <coughs> you'll see that up and above and the top of the tree, um, you may see a proliferation of sprouts coming up from the base of the tree. Okay. And that would be a signal that it's that, waning? Uh, possibly, yeah, that possibly. And In which case, okay. if that happens a year or two in a row, <coughs> you could... Then cut the original stem or trunk or whatever you want to call that right to the ground <clears throat> and train up one of those newer shoots. Okay, okay. Or or let a number you know let a number of those shoots come up, making okay. a multi-stem this, tree. Both of these trees <clears throat> have suckered wildly. Yeah, that's that's the nature of the beast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's very encouraging. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We appreciate it. All righty, you bet. Take Thank care, Dorothy. Yeah, that's one of the problems with choke berries, choke cherries, excuse me, is is their suckering issues, kind of like aspen, you know, not only just at the base of the tree, but also out into the yard. There is a new variety on the market, though, called uh, Sucker Punch that was, was it developed, discovered, seen? I think it just discovered out in the field. Stumbled yeah. over? Yeah. <laughs> I think it were grown from, I'm going to say they're grown from seed, and so you get a lot of variation. Yeah. And one of them decided not to sucker. Yeah. Up, and it was up in Fort Collins yep. that they found this thing um, called Sucker Punch. And it, the leaves come out green and has the typical uh, choke cherry, you know, clusters of flowers mm-hmm. and berries. Uh, and then the, as the leaves age, they turn purple, which is kind of a neat two-tone effect on the tree. Yep, yep. Sort of like the old, uh, what is it, Schubert's? Schubert choke cherry. Schubert's choke cherry, yeah. <coughs> does the mm-hmm. same thing. But Schubert suckers like crazy. <coughs> It does, and the way you get more purple ones if you're doing it from seed is you grow the seed out, and a certain percentage will come up green, yes, green leaves, and uh-huh. the other will be purple. You can sell both of them, I guess, but most people, I think, <clears throat> would select the purple leaf ones. I like the purple. It gives you some color during mm-hmm. the summer when, you know, and we all want <laughs> color during the year. That's always nice. So maybe we should take a break, and then we can come back and talk to Debbie and Pat about... I'm not sure. (laughs) Oh, Debbie from the Fix It Show is on, and then Pat wants to talk about 
season change. And we're going to talk about that and probably a bunch of other things, too, when we come back here on Legends 810. At DeWitt Company, we have fabrics for every reason, products for every season. With summer gardens just around the corner, now is the time to select DeWitt landscaping fabrics to block and prevent weeds without harmful chemicals. Save time and trouble pulling weeds by installing fabrics for every application under the sun. DeWitt Weed Barrier and Weed Barrier Pro block weeds guaranteed and allows air, water, and nutrients to pass through. The fabric conserves soil moisture and promotes plant growth. New to the lineup, DeWitt Garden Weed Barrier, a biodegradable paper mulch that is perfect for vegetable garden lovers and organic enthusiasts alike. Simply unroll and install before planting, and at the end of the growing season, just rototill it into the soil or throw it into the compost bin. Perfect for annual gardens. DeWitt Landscaping Products and Plant Fabrics are the number one choice of professionals in the lawn and garden industry. DeWitt's high-performance quality products save time and are environmentally safe for the responsible homeowner. You'll find DeWitt products at your favorite independent garden center retailers. Outdoor gardening doesn't have to be a chore. Stop by Lafayette Florist, Gift Shop, and Garden Center, and we'll give you tips on creating the perfect size gardening journey for you. Let it be an adventure. If you're looking for easy gardening, try container gardening. Pick a pot and fill it with your favorites. Maybe it's a small salsa garden with cilantro, Roma tomato, and a jalapeno pepper plant. Choose annuals for pops of color on your patio, or give yourself a tropical oasis in a pot with a fern. Choose a small section of your landscape, add good topsoil, and choose a few plants that fit the sunlight you receive in that area. Fill a window box with herbs or plant a beautiful display of color. Plant what brings you joy. Gardening has a powerful effect on your well-being. It gives you something to nurture and to watch grow. Feel the power of plants. Visit Lafayette Florist, Gift Shop, and Garden Center in the heart of Lafayette. We can help with all your gardening and floral needs. Located at 600 South Public Road. Call us at 303-665-5555 or visit us online at lafayetteflorist.com. What's your lawn good for? After all that watering and maintenance, is your lawn supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. You should spend warm summer evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games. But your grass can't take that kind of pounding. Soon you see dry patches that turn into dirt and mud. You need a lawn that has been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You need Colorado's own Turf Mix. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in sun or moving shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick, wear-resistant turf, perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect, disease, and drought-resistant. Colorado's own Turf Mix is available at your favorite local independent garden retailer. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 9.30. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix It Show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions. 
They have answers. Call into the Fix It Show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. All right, we are back. The Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise guys here on Legends 810. Taking your garden questions at the following phone number. So keep this in mind. Write it down or commit it to memory. 303-477-2473. That'll get you in here. And you'll talk first at Sean. He's the man. Yes, he is. He, he the man. Let's see. Let's go out and talk to Debbie from the Fix It Show. Yeah. On line two. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning. I just wanted to tell you something kind of cute. What's that? We were, we were driving my son. I picked up my grandson, and we were driving through uh, Broomfield. And he goes, you know, Graham, I really like the green grass. And I said, yeah, I do, too. And he goes, but it was yellow last week. It was yellow last I'm week. I'm so confused. <laughs> what? It was yellow last week. This was when it was just turning. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, I said, well, it has to do with the rain and chlorophyll, and it turns green when it gets rain. Mm-hmm. He goes, but rain is clear. <laughs> <laughs> Good observation. No kidding. I don't get it. Hey, that ma- that boy's going to be a scientist. <laughs> the rain is clear. <laughs> At least it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, Graham. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, get him a book on photosynthesis. Yeah, I know. I, there you go. I just thought, God, that's, you know, yeah, you don't, you, for, you forget about how. A kid's mind works. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, I've got a question for you, Debbie. Uh huh. In your travels around, have you found any retailers who have good-looking water lilies? Yes. Oh, where? Fort Collins. Well, I don't want to drive to Fort Collins. We're well, going I'm up going, there. I'm going up to Fort Collins. Oh, so okay. Any, you know, if anybody wants anything, they can call me at three zero three four six nine zero eight zero eight. But there's a place up at uh, up in Fort Collins, and they do tropical and regular water lilies. Is that all they grow? They're specialists in that. They 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 have. I mean, I've checked all over. Yeah. And they have the best. Okay. Well, I'll have and to check that out. I guess we are going up to Fort Collins here. Koi Lagoon. Koi Lagoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But they've got they've got the purples and the blues and the. Well, I'm looking for the I'm looking for the Hardies. Yeah, they have Hardies up there too. Okay. Every kind of Hardy you could want. All right, I'm just looking for something that actually has leaves on it. Yes. So that would be nice. Yeah, oh, they've okay. got them up there. Excellent. Well, thanks, Debbie. You bet. Now I don't have to call your show. That's true. <laughs> you want to you want to <laughs> plug your show? We just plugged your show just a second ago, but you want to say something about your show? Oh, it's it's good to be over on eight ten. I really, you know, it's nice. I re- I really like working there. It's it's a it's a good fit. Cool. I like the music. I like uh, I like the people. Equipment's nice. You know, can't ask for more than that. And and well, we warm up the chair for you too. That's right. That's true. So uh, all of our listeners, if you're listening now, um, Debbie's show is the Fix It Show. It comes on at nine thirty. And if you have questions about fixing things around your house, call her. She'll yep. tell you what to do and how to do it and when. And try and hook you up with the right people. There you go. That's the <laughs> that's the most important part, let me tell you. Yeah. 
getting hooked up with the right people that you can trust is important. Did you find somebody for your deck yet? I thought we did, but then all of a sudden red flags started coming up, so we fired them. Really? Yeah. Okay, um, I'll hook you up. I found somebody else for you. So okay, all right. I will, I will well, I, you know, it just, I don't know, what this, this whole thing about the price of wood right now. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy, and there's no way this pricing is sustainable. It's got to come back down at some point. This, the the I, construction I industry think, is know, not going to tolerate it. Nobody was out there working, so there's a short supply. Uh -huh. So they're getting premium bucks for it right yeah, now. Yeah. And I think if you can wait, I mean, even if you had to wait a year mm -hmm. and wait a year, I think your prices are going to be a whole lot more reasonable. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, the guys that I've had come out say, you know, I could have done this for you for 16000 last year. It's thirty five now. Yeah, I know. And I'm <laughs> what? <laughs> we have to put wood boards up in people's attics. It used to be fifty five. Now they're seventy five dollars. Yeah, yeah. And it's just crazy. It's just. Well, I think I think I'm going to wait. Uh, to be honest with you, I I just can't. I I can't your, your fathom spending thirty five grand for the size deck we have. And your deck is not that big. No. You know, it's and it's it's definitely. It's it's the wood price. It's not the labor that's going up as much as it's the wood price. Yeah, yeah. And, and right now, Trex... hasn't gone up at all. Trex is less expensive than wood. I know. And your deck wasn't that bad. Well, you, know, it, you can definitely wait a year. Yeah, I'm just going to... I'm going to do some repairs on it, and we'll just, we'll just limp along until the price comes to a point where we can justify the expense. Yeah, I just... I think you're wasting money if you do it right now. I agree. I agree. Well, thanks, Debbie. You bet. We'll see you later. You okay. Have a good show. Bye. Bye-bye. <coughs> They're still making trees, aren't they? They are still making trees. Apparently, they're <coughs> just not cutting them down. <laughs> I got a chainsaw. <laughs> let's let's go. <laughs> After the show. <laughs> hey, I've got some old nine bark stems we could take down. <laughs> oh, God. We could glue them together and make a post. I I I expect. <laughs> or the lady that's got lilacs. Yeah, yeah, big. yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Glue a bunch of those together. Yeah. Well, they're gluing wood together anyway, so. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, when I when this, <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to talk about it. Let's go on to the um, phones here, and uh, let's see. Pat is up next out in Arvada. Good morning, Pat. Hi. Good morning. Well, hey, you know it was. Uh oh, we lost Pat. What happened to Pat? It went blank. Pat, call back. I, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden you just disappeared. There she is. Are you it? back? Oh, okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, um, Pat, what's going on? Start anyway, over. Um, you guys talked about the season being late, which I was really aware of. But the interesting part of it is, and I could understand if that was like the atmosphere, whatever was happening. But I, every single year, April 1st, um, I will uh, do seeds of marigolds inside the house. And... Every single year, I've never had any uh, situation any different. But this year, and I should be able to plant those outside right now. They should be probably five or six inches tall and very sturdy. At this point, they're three inches tall, and they still look like babies. So that's inside the house with the light being one inch from over the top of them. Mm -hmm. How did that happen inside the house as well? I don't know. That I couldn't tell you uh, without knowing all the particulars of what you did last year and the years before and <clears throat> how that may have changed or 
and is I've different been than this year. Years and I've never had a situation like this. <clears throat> have you have you always had the lights that close? Well, yeah, they're they're like two inches, I would say, up from yeah. And are you growing the very same marigold? Yeah, I take them off. I take the seeds from the previous year. Uh huh. So they're this very same thing. Well, you should be able to move them outside at this point and let them grow in natural light at this point. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking about, too. I really can't plant the ones where the sprinkling system hits because I don't think at this point they're not, they're not going to be willing to take the sprinkling system. Yeah, but I think they'll grow better for you if you, put, if you move them out to natural light. That's what I'm so, doing with all of my stuff right now is getting it out from under lights and outside. I've had stuff out since late April. Okay, yeah, I thought of doing that, and um, I've got so many plants on the deck now, I don't know. <laughs> I hear you. I'm, I'm a gardener from hell, so I've got everything. I think you might be right about that. How are your impatience doing? Oh, uh, the impatience are, 85 of them are all dead. Oh, no. 85, yeah, they're, and they've been gone for, what, a month? I yeah. Think. My zoo did wonderful, the coleus did wonderful. And but no, I have no impatience. I'll try it again and take them out of the seeding soil. And yeah, yeah. I don't do better. Yeah, I think you will. All right. Uh, that was just a lot of work, and uh, I'm willing to try it another time. If all of them die again, I'll I'll propagate, but not not sun patients. Yeah. But you didn't get any sun patients to winter through. Nope. Oh, that's that's and disappointing. The only one that, that I did transfer out of that soil into the right soil. I overwatered it, and I didn't realize I did that oh and it flopped anyway so um so now i'm going to go at it with a whole lot different um way of doing it so that was a lot of work but i mean it was worth seeing what i could do yeah it's a learning experience right well it is just like you guys told me and i was like oh no you were you were right (laughs) 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 you were right so, All right. yeah, I just wanted to mention that that was uh, odd that that happened inside the house as well because the, those marigolds are three inches tall. They should be very sturdy. And yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I'd make a correlation to what's going on outside unless somehow the outside affected the indoors. And uh, the, only, the only way I can think of that would be temperature. Oh, well, I did have bugs and I did have to shut that room <clears> off. Which is a little bit of a chilly room, yeah. Um, because I didn't want the bugs coming out into the room. I got bugs in there anyway, thinking I was going to prevent it, and that didn't happen. What kind of bugs? Well, uh, mites or not mites? Um, what do you call them? Uh, the ones that fly all over the flit all over the. Place. Oh, fungus gnats. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought shutting the door, putting a towel underneath, would stop that. Oh, well, I yeah. You might try. Hmm. Well, it's too late anyway. Yeah, I'll put them all outside and uh, just keep a real good eye on them. So yeah, let them, let them dry out more. Let them dry out more between waterings. That will help reduce your fungus gnat problems. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. I'll be glad to get those out of the house. So <laughs> I will do that. And thank you for this little session. Well, thanks for calling, Pat. You have a great day. You too. All right, bye-bye. Now we had a we have a message here that uh, someone called and wants to know about the store that sells irises, and that is Iris for you. Uh, you can look them up online. Uh, just type in the word Iris, the number, the numeral four, and the letter U. Dot com. 
He tried to keep it as simple as he could. Yes. Maybe too simple. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and as, uh, as he mentioned in his uh, Facebook posting uh, within the past week, he said it's too early to come out and see anything, much of anything in bloom. It just Things are late this year. But he did have a picture of his Irish field, and it looked great. I mean, it, it was did. solid green. Oh, it was gorgeous. <clears throat> I'm trying to get the address here. Um, Iris for you. There we go. 2700 West Amherst Avenue in Denver. 2700 West Amherst Avenue. You can give him a call at 303-789-4747. 303-789-4747. That's Iris for you. And you can look them up online. Uh, they'll give you all kinds of directions and photos and reviews and more information that you ever wanted to know. It opens at 10 o'clock. <laughs> all right. Hey, if you guys want to go out there and check our Facebook page, a couple of interesting pictures you might want to take a good look at. Uh, golden currant, which is blooming in my and still is blooming in my yard. That's this clove currant bush. Your whole yard will, will smell like cloves. I hope you like that. Uh, dwarf iris is that? Uh, Ribes arium. Arium. Do yeah. they all smell? All the currants? No. All the yellow ones? Mm. Or is there just the one yellow one? Aria. I think there's only one yellow one I know. Does that go by buffalo currant also? It does go by, and, and many and, other and names. And clove well. currant? And, and clove currant. Okay. All right. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Um, we've been talking about dwarf irises over the past couple of weeks. Uh, I got pictures of a whole bunch of them on there. You might want to check them out and see if you want to get some of those. A new Shizacrium scoparium. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's little blue stem is the official name for it there. Uh, a new one coming out called Shining Star. It's blue-green. Mm-hmm. Aren't they all? Well, this is not what they call them, blue stem. Well, the picture shows it being much bluer than, than the typical oh, little okay. blue stem. And uh, it, as blue stem does in the later part of the year, later summer, it starts going red. Mm. Which is a nice little feature. And mm-hmm. besides, it's a native plant. <gasps> yeah. Must yeah. be good. Then. Uh, a picture of a hosta that, that struck my fancy. One called Party Streamers. Very narrow leaf thing. Almost grassy. Uh, almost grassy, yeah. And if you're a hosta fan, you probably don't like it. But if you're not a hosta fan, you probably will like it. And a Monarda, which caught my fancy, was one called Leading Lady Raspberry. Yeah. It looked like it was just loaded with flowers. Loaded, I say. And there's no way it could have been photoshopped. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't do I that. I just find it funny that breeders are trying to make plants look like other plants. I know. Why don't you just work on those plants and make <laughs> them look better? <laughs> you could. But where's the fun in where's that? Where's the fun in that? <laughs> <laughs> and we, we've, over the years, have come up with a list of things that, that are being bred to look like something else. Yeah. Although that's probably not the intent, but that's, that's, what that's happens. the direction it's going. Yeah. yeah. So... Anyway, we're, we should be hearing music or something in our ears pretty soon here. Yeah, well. There it is. Okay. Okay. Ed, Ed hang on the line. You're going to be first up after the top of the hour, which only takes about 60 seconds. Yeah, if that. Uh, we're coming back, so don't anybody go away. Give us a call, 303-477-2473, right here on Legends 810. 